0: Limp Biscuit counterfeit on Island 1069 WIISQS. Good morning, Gwen Felosa in with you for It's Too Early. That's the name of the show. Broadcasting over here just steps off Duval Street. And good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining me. Super excited to have my guest this morning. She is a New York Times bestselling author. Books include Girls in Trucks, Men and Dogs, and her latest is Embassy Wife. She's also written essays for the New York Times and Slate and other places. Katie Crouch, good morning. Good morning. You you've written a lot of books. Do you know that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> you, and you write so many. I feel it. And you you know you teach you how how do you do it all?
1: Um, I fail a, a lot of things in my life. Other areas, <laughs> Gwendolyn, we mothering. I mean, you know, um, hygiene. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, honesty counts for a lot in my book, but uh, uh, no, I, I don't believe that at all. But Katie, you um, Embassy Wife is your latest. Tell, tell us a little about this. I think uh, you, you have, it, it kind of based on is it based on kind of your path or somewhat? Mm-hmm.
1: most of my books are based on something that's happened to me and then I kind of turn to the left and make it go hay, haywire. This is a um, book about a character named America, um, America Katie, Amanda Evans, mm-hmm. and um, she moves to a country called Namibia, um, which is part uh, a real country um, that is right above South Africa on the west side of the African continent. And her, um, she moves there because her husband has a new job, so they ship their whole family over there and start to get settled. And then it turns out that he has ulterior motives for moving them there. He has secrets he hasn't told her. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a bit of a mystery. But then she meets some State Department wives along the way. So it's also a bit of a satire. Funny things happen. Hilarity and sorrows ensue. And it's just a big soup of a novel about expatriates living abroad and making bad decisions sounds sounds good I think we all can relate to the bad
0: decisions (laughs) part especially Uh, down in Key West y'all yeah we there oh yeah Duval Street is stained with bad decisions and some lost (laughs) things around the way now um in Embassy Wife though um what inspired it or what what when you sat did, did you know what the story was or did it kind of develop as you're writing
1: I um usually start out with a um with an yeah some sort of I some sort of problem I have to solve, right? So I knew I wanted to write, I was there, I was living in Namibia. So you're right. This was based on um, my own experience. My own husband had a Fulbright. He's a writer as well. Um, and we moved to Namibia and I just had a baby. So I had this six week old baby when I moved there. And I, th- Gwendolyn, I thought I was a really big adventure traveler. Cause back when I was young, I was, you know, with the backpack all around the world, you know, um, wandering around Southeast Asia, et cetera, et cetera, as many of us did. Um, so I was, I thought, you know, no problem Namibia, but when you arrive with a six week old baby and a seven year old daughter who wants her Annie's mac and cheese and her friends back at home, things are much different. So I sort of sunk into a bit of a depression, to be honest. Mm. And, um, that's something that I, I, I'll be honest, I have, um, throughout my life. That's, I have struggled with depression and the way that one of the ways I treat it other than going to the doctor is, um, writing, writing my way out of it. So I, um, so I started writing this book just sort of, sort of all about the really silly things that were happening to me. Like baboons broke into our house and stole the baby formula. Kind of, like for okay. real. Okay. That's, that's a novel <laughs> in itself. You know, um, and then, um, so I had all the sort of funny funny bits, and then I wanted, but if you have for a novel, you, at least for me, so there has to be some sort of plot. So I said, okay, let's have the, the husband have a secret that we have to solve by the end. And then, um, and then I just kind of built from there. That's how, sort of how I do it. I don't outline much. I just sort of go by instinct. Um, and while I'm doing it, I read a lot of books. Um, I'm very inspired, actually, by your, one of your local's. Judy Bloom, oh, just love her work yeah yeah I got I had the honor of meeting her at books and books I was down in, in Key West um in April oh, great. and um it was such a such a big moment in my life because I hadn't ever met her before
0: and so. I, yeah I'll, I'll, I mean I I've met her I, I'll run into her at uh certain events I mean before the pandemic and uh, yeah, she was at a book reading at the library and I was like how cool is that that she's just like yeah I'm going to the public library she does a lot Anyway, um, it really is. I just love her. <laughs> just she, she is a gem. Now, the the this your book, um, Embassy Wife, has been reviewed in in the Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, which I'm looking at right now, um, and calls it a sharply observed satire of the white savior complex and the poisonous legacy of colonialism. Uh, there's a lot going on, right, when it comes mm-hmm. to race in in the book.
1: Yes, yes, and that is, I think, just. Um, you know that's not something I I didn't you know one doesn't set out to write I'm uh, sharply observed you know you don't sit down and like I'm going to write a sharply <laughs> observed but uh, satire of colonialism but um, living there you know the shadow of apartheid um, falls long there you know it's still very segregated there's still a big imprint of what Southern Africa used to be and um, and i grew up in the south i up, you know i grew up in charleston south carolina um in a time when things were similarly segregated you know I, I was a child in the 70s just year a couple years after desegregation so that's always i think been i'm always aware of it i'm always just like it's like a thumb pressing on my forehead of this thing that um is very is a challenge <laughs> you know, for everybody. And so that, I just, you know, just sort of bubbled up, I think, in the book. I mean, you, it'd be hard to write a book about Namibia or certain countries in Africa without referencing the past, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have, a, there are lots of different characters. Um, there are Namibian characters, there are American characters. And sometimes, you know, with the, the the thoughts that they have are not thoughts that we wish that they would have. <laughs> you know i tried mm-hmm. to make the book really honest and um and about you know real people having real feelings and real thoughts and trying to grapple with those and live together the best that they can so i think um i think that's sort of it turned out to be you know a a a a book where colonialism as a theme i think and be that's because i'm very you know personally i think about um Race relations and and Black Lives Matter and things like that all the time because I'm just, it it, it I'm concerned, <laughs> and I, I'm concerned, you know. So that's I think that's that's what happened. That's where that um, came from. Sure. And now I read this on the internet,
0: so I I don't know. <laughs> it's, we gotta talk about <laughs> the internet. About this. Everything true is on we, the internet. We
1: have to talk about
0: this. But something on <laughs> Hat Hashit Book Group. I don't know what that is, but it, it says um, <laughs> you trained with your friends as a debutante. And, uh, but oh, never went to the ball. So what's going on? That's
1: true. Okay, that, so that's my first book is about that, about called the Thought, girls and trucks. Another satire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so I grew up in Charleston, South Carolina, where um, I went to so, something called Cotillion. Um, I, and again, y'all might have that down there in, in Key West. And that's just, it's like they pre- prepare you <laughs> to be, and the debutante, I mean, talk about weird. <laughs> the debutante the whole thing is to offer up young women virgins really wearing white um, so they can be that the whole that's the whole idea when they're ready for the market to be married right so the idea is and it's very antiquated you know it comes from i mean i think it probably originated in, in england but they you know you you learn the dances and you learn how to like hold a fork and look people in the i mean one thing that is really helpful is I had did learn you to look someone in the eye when you shake shake their hands and you know, Good evening, Mrs. Ravenel, how are you this evening? Mm-hmm. And um you know, that one I, I actually is really helpful. Like my daughter when she <laughs> greets people, she kinda looks at her shoes and I'm like, Would you look at people in the eye? Nice. But um but yeah, so then but then I didn't actually um do the debutante thing because I thought it was too weird. <laughs> <laughs> sounds a little. No offense, debutante people listening. Right? It sounds. Like, I, I'm not going to say it's maybe
0: 20 steps away from The Handmaid's Tale, but it it could be. It could totally. Be. It's yeah, just teasing. I <laughs> was like, this is too weird. Wait, not doing this. <laughs> was it like de-pledging a sorority when you kind of didn't go to the ball, where the other debutante's kind of like, whoa, what are you doing?
1: Um, I think I was on the fringes anyway. It's really like an old. It's an old family, and it's also once again race. Right. was mm. no, that really bugged me that there was, it was only for, for, um, you know, people not of color back when I, you know, even in the eighties, like, so, um, but yeah, I, um, I was on the fringes. We weren't like an old Charleston family. So I think, you know, I just told my mom I wasn't doing it. She, she was fine with it. Cause she's, um, you know, a normal person, but, the, but, um, yeah, I think my, I mean, my friends that like loved, yes, I think they were sort of like, but it's so fun. We drink champagne at midnight and we wear fun dresses. And, um, and I mean the idea of it, of the like proper vir- virginal debutante versus what it is today, which is like girls getting wasted. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. It's changed. Making out with their boyfriends, you know, or like not their boyfriends is very, and that's another, that's actually in the book also how like, reality doesn't doesn't um that's the book that 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 was the new york times bestseller that, that the reality doesn't quite live up to the dream mm-hmm, <laughs> in a funny way how, but yeah
0: how old were you when you were like oh my gosh this is great material this oh uh,
1: yeah well um i mean it living in i mean because you know living in charleston's like being in a tennessee williams play mm-hmm. so i i would say like No three. (laughs) No, (laughs) I mean I always like have been an observer observer of things, and you know when things don't line, I'm like this doesn't make sense. So this is a this is why is no one laughing at this? This is wild. You know, I guess I started like jotting things down um, when I was in. in, Yeah, I I would say actually, I'll tell you what, middle school because I was um, I was a I was a very kind of bullied kid. Sorry to say. And that goes back but that goes back to Judy Bloom, where like those books really saved me I was like oh i am yes. not an art bark, you know like mm-hmm. this, so um so I started writing then but um but using fiction as as sort of a way for me to interpret the world um uh I would say you know i started well, i started really writing long book books when i in my twenties I started girls in trucks when i was twenty eight mm-hmm. Although it didn't get published till was thirty-three, because it takes a while, everybody. It does it takes a while. <laughs> it
0: does. It really does. But you're super successful. What, what? I mean, you know, you, what's it like when you're when they're like, oh, you're in the New York Times. They're reviewing it. Are, do you just open it up and think I might need a drink, or I don't know? What's it like to to be reviewed <laughs> in these uh, heavy hitter publications?
1: It's um, okay. First of all, I wouldn't say. I mean. I am semi-success, <laughs> you know. It's compared funny when you're a novelist compared to me. When you're, you're very right, very successful novels Being yeah, I mean, you still it's it's a tough. You know, you still have to do these You still have to teach and do all these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, just want to you know, listeners listeners know I'm not you know James Patterson here my God. But the the um, well, honestly, the reviews they're heartening. But um, I've learned not to just I skim them because okay. a good review. Is like um, will give you maybe false confidence because you're only as good as your next the next thing you're writing, right? So, so yes, yeah, so I might have a spring in my step for like an hour, but then um, as many writers, I have a lot of self doubts that I have a lot of empty pages to face. So I'm like, oh, and a and a bad review will just like send could really send me spinning. So I I try to um, just get, kind of look at it, and I always email the writer back whoever wrote it because I've appreciated you know. Please thank you for re- reading the book. <laughs> yeah. Taking the th- it's hard to review a book. I, I I don't know if you've ever done it, but it takes a while, and you have to like we well, have to read you it. that for me. You have to read a it. Bit
0: of a- that's hard I mean, for me, but no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, you also you teach at Dartmouth. You teach uh, mm-hmm. writing, um, and you do workshops. What what is it like to to teach? In my experience, you know, everybody wants to be a writer almost, and and they they want that magic formula. Like, well, how often do I write, or what's the the what's the key? Well, how do I crack the code? And um, are you able to help people with that, or is it more about raw talent? And you, have you ever looked at someone and said, Yeah, this isn't gonna happen." <laughs> I mean, no.
1: No, I mean, I'm as it, you know, everybody has a story to tell. I mean, that's for real. I'm not trying to be, like, <laughs> woo-woo. Every single person has a singular experience. Like, your, your book would be so different than mine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everyone has a right. So, um, and talent, you, you need talent, but you also need, it's like anything. You need to be able to sit down and write a thousand words a day. And so I have my... At least, so I have my students—the um, ones in my kind of intermediate, like beginner classes—I'm just sort of like, okay, this is a character. This is let's just work on the building blocks. But the ones that really are like, okay, I want to do this. I have them write a thousand words a day, and um, so if they do that, you know, if you do that for two months, then you have sixty thousand words. Are they might be bad words. They might not work. Mm-hmm. But but if you have that amount of content, and I hit the word content, but just words then that, well, that, I think, gives the writer confidence. And then you can go back and sort of try to make sense of it or even rewrite the whole thing. But the, I really think the key is just work ethic um, and reading, reading good books because that's how you're going to get better. But there are no tricks. It's just really b- quite dull, actually. I mean, I sit around in my, my office by myself all day, turn off the Internet, just making stuff up. I mean, I love it, but sometimes I'm like, this is crazy making. Yeah. you know
0: and and uh one thing i wanted to ask um i'm keeping you like a minute late it'll be it'll be fine you'll be fine um you've lived in san francisco you know you're from charleston and now you live in vermont these are very different places katie um, i know
1: what, <laughs> do you <laughs> do, do you like being a new
0: englander or what, what brought you to vermont oh
1: no once again my husband's job he got a job he, he... no i mean do i like vermont uh, well, I will tell you that my next book is a satire about Vermont.
0: <laughs> Look out, Vermont. <laughs> yeah, You're going to hear about it. No, it's just, I lived in New Hampshire for a while. And I mean, you know, when it snows, it's pretty. And the, the people will help pull your car out of a snowdrift. But it wasn't. No, it's, all, well, no, not my I favorite.
1: mean, you're, so Key West, I find, is similar to Charleston. And that people yes. are very interested in, and they're chatty and they have time. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I moved there, I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm going to have <laughs> tea with my neighbors they come over for a glass of wine i was you know i was sitting there waiting for my welcome basket and then I was <laughs> didn't those come. didn't come didn't and happen. then i started bringing people cookies and then they wouldn't open the door you know it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah they treat you
0: like a stalker it's like i just said <laughs> I, I, I got what do there, you want? i went to the bank i think in Ma- manchester new hampshire I, I asked the teller how how are you and and basically got snapped at and i was like okay this is how it's gonna be oh totally
1: how are you doing today what do you want what do you want she
0: was like i don't know how are you and i was like well it's just a saying but uh no but god bless him uh (laughs) i think you ended up in the right place i did i'm so lucky to be and you and you like Key West. you've been here
1: I'm coming back. Yes. Yeah, we go back. Yeah. So I, you're so
0: lucky. What a lovely place. I'm every day. I'm. I can't believe it. So, but um, Katie Crouch, the no, new novel is Embassy Wife. Check it out. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, it for it's early for me. Probably not you. Yeah. It's
1: <laughs> yes. it's not too early for me because I have a four year old. But I'm so honored and thank you.
0: Oh, thank you, and have a great day. I hope we can have you back sometime. Yeah, maybe the Vermont one. I know. Okay, take care, Katie. <laughs> bye. Bye, bye. And thank you all for tuning in this morning to It's Too Early. We're also a podcast, so if you came in a little late, I'm not going to take it personally. Uh, you can check us out on Podbean, Spotify, and Audible. I'm going to play a song, come back with your headlines and weather forecast. This is Red Hot Chili Peppers, Higher Ground. Stick around.